Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bulber, and I'm really excited about today's conversation. Today, you'll hear from Ryan Funt. He is the Director of Marketing at Fitzrovia, and you're going to hear about his take on purpose-built rentals, as well as why he's so excited about real estate in the city of Toronto. This is a fun and fast-paced conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. All right, Ryan, I'm super happy to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Nice to be here. So before we jump into like the meat and potatoes today, all things Canada and real estate, Ryan, I'd love just to start with a little bit about your story and your background and how you found multifamily real estate. That's that's awesome. Yeah, happy to talk about it. So I feel like I, I sort of fell into property management like most people. <laughs> Every time I talk to somebody in the industry, they kind of end up here, but um, ended up uh, becoming an on-site uh, property manager for a major condominium developer here in Toronto named Tridel, and ended up falling in love with the industry. And so um, from there, I took on a commercial property management role with Restaurant Brands International, so the parent company of Popeye's Chicken, Tim Hortons, and Burger King, uh, managing over 1,100 restaurants for them. And then uh, moved into multifamily. So um, worked for Rhapsody Property Management Services um, as an Eastern regional manager heading up their East Coast uh, operation. And um, at a certain point, um, you know, met Adrian Rocca, our CEO and founder. And he invited me to sort of start a property management division um, alongside him and a few other key people. And just to look at things a bit differently, right? Um, you know, do owner operator uh, model where you can sort of look at things a bit more critically and take things from land acquisition all the way to property management operations. And uh, in a very quick time frame, we've grown the company tremendously and are probably the largest developer of purpose-built rental here in Canada. It's an awesome overview. Do you, do you all do any third party or is it all owned and operated on your end at, at Fitzrovia? 120% in-house. Wow. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you've spent your entire you know livelihood in Canada. And I know there are going to be some differences in terms of your market versus the U.S. market. But I'm, I'd love to kind of just start with like an overview of, of the landscape within rentals up in Canada and then really take it from there. Yeah, no, for sure. Happy to chat about that. I mean, consistently here in Canada, you know, particularly in the greater Toronto area, um, there's simply not been enough rental units to meet demand. And there was a post-war apartment boom here in the city of Toronto. So some supply did come to market between the years of 1960 and 1979. So going, going way back, um, but at a certain point, there was a major drop off in terms of supply. And even with strong condominium development here in the city of Toronto, um, which has attracted a ton of individual condominium investors who are renting out those units as rentals, uh, we're still not meeting uh, the demand of the rental market. And in terms of kind of other moving parts and aspects of Canada, do you see other things that are unique in Canada compared to the U.S. in terms of the demand for condos versus single family homes? Or are there any other kind of unique aspects that make Canada a little bit different? I, I wouldn't say we're, we're different, um, but, but I would say that um, living in a rental still has a, a different 
understanding by by consumers in, in general, right? There, there tends to be this misunderstanding, at least at this point in time, that, you know, the only way to have a beautiful apartment is to rent in a luxury condominium. Whereas if you go to markets like New York or San Francisco, San Diego, Dallas, et cetera, um, you know, living in a rental building um, can be just as nice or more exciting than living in a condominium unit, right? Um, you know, better management in many cases, resident events, um, really catering to an incredible lifestyle. And so, you know, here it's really just about um, getting people acquainted with this new type of, you know, development that is now uh, gaining some momentum and some speed here. Um, so really, it's just about educating more than anything. So as I was researching for today on the Fitzrovia website, uh, reading through our notes in advance of the call, I've heard or read the words purpose-built more than a couple times. And <laughs> coming up on eight years in the industry, you're actually the first person I've spoken to who's led with that phrase. Could we start with just kind of a definition of purpose-built, what that means to you and your firm? Yeah, for sure. So a purpose-built rental um, and it's so funny, like I had no idea that this was a Canadian type of lingo. Um, but essentially, it's creating and developing um, a high rise um, tower. It doesn't need to be high rise, but developing new product solely as rental. Right. Um, and, and I think, you know, if I had to take an educated guess, we've just been so dominated by condominium developments that, you know, if you were going to build a luxury unique product that's brand new with an incredible architect and best-in-class interior designers, you know, you were most definitely building a condominium, a for sale type of unit. And so to make it clear um, to folks that, you know, you're not developing a condominium or luxury townhomes that are for sale, I guess the lingo of purpose-built rental uh, has definitely gained some momentum and some steam here in Canada amongst us real estate folk. <laughs> it, may, it makes a ton of sense. And I, I honestly think that could become like a story here. And you're probably really ahead of the curve on that one. So I think it's cool. Um, let's jump into kind of what you see as the opportunity more broadly about around purpose-built rentals in Toronto and maybe what makes Fitzrovia or even your city and town so special and ready to really take this on head on? That's an amazing question. I would first start by saying that Toronto is truly a world-class city. I'm, I'm sure you've been to Toronto, you've experienced it. It is truly one of the most multicultural cities in the world. And it, it comes up time and time again. But like, if you want authentic Thai food, you can have it. If you want gourmet gelato, you can get it. The world's most famous hotel chains are here in the city. The most celebrated retailers um, that are on Fifth Avenue in New York are all here in Toronto. And so this is probably a good juncture to mention that while Toronto is a very modern city, an eclectic city in many ways, from a purpose-built rental perspective, I'm going to use those terms since we've defined them, um, we collectively as a city are still mastering the art of building and operating such developments. And, you know, I, I would definitely say that Fitzrovia is one of the, the key precipitating forces that's truly reimagining the rental experience here in Toronto. Um, we certainly have a growing rental pipeline that includes approximately 6,000 units. And like many of the leading U.S. owner operators, we're laser focused on lifestyle management, 
um, exceptional customer service, uh, and innovative architecture and interior design. And you said something that I've only heard a few times, but you said it with such like conviction, reimagining <laughs> reimagining the rental experience. I'm sure that's a, a big part of the thesis for you and your company, but could you maybe shed a little bit of light or elaborate on what that means to you and Fitzrovia? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, when you're fortunate enough to stay at a five-star resort, I feel like, you know, you're super excited every day to get out of bed, right? Like you want to experience the wonderful amenities. Maybe it's the pool. Maybe it's uh, a steam room. Maybe it's the spa services. Maybe it's the incredible food and beverage offerings, right? In multiple locations all over the resort. And really, we believe that the rental experience can be exactly the same. You know, you don't have to wait until your next vacation to create incredible memories, and so, you know, with our developments, we're integrating Scandinavian-inspired spas. Um, we have our own in-house cafe wine bar. Uh, we have full-size basketball courts, uh, bowling alleys, uh, co-working spaces. Um, and this is really interesting. We even have lush gardens uh, with beehives uh, so residents can enjoy honey and other beeswax, you know, items like candles and lip balm. And so we are highly engaged with every micro moment from interaction along the rental journey. And we're constantly asking the right questions, right? So is our online curb appeal being maintained? Are marketing executions consistent across the board? Um, was a particular leasing associate well-informed when they spoke to you on a leasing phone call? How long does it take for a leasing team member to pick up the phone? And are we communicating thoughtfully and promptly? And that's really been key to our success. Really, you know, from the moment you're welcomed into our community in the lobby uh, to the meaningful resident events, we're really um, offering something that's truly elevated in the market. And I mean, as you as you list all of these amenities that sound like radically incredible, if I'm being <laughs> honest, as you explain them. Do you, do you approach those as being just a built-in benefit to being part of a Fitzrovia community or some of these ancillary revenue opportunities for you to charge extra to participate? How, how are you handling such a amazing but eclectic set of amenities? There's, there's no extra charge, right? Um, it's definitely resort style living. Um, and, and we're so invested in some of these amenities that we've even branded them, right? So all of our pools, they're branded the Lido, they're signature resort style pools, um, our fitness facilities are all official hammer strength training facilities that we brand the temple, find your higher power. Um, we're, we're definitely thinking about, you know, how can these brands, these amenity brands be carried across an entire portfolio? I'd love to give the example, Mike, of Equinox, right? You go to Equinox in New York or in Chicago. Um, there's something about the decor. There's something about the quality of the fitness equipment that you just know, no matter where you are in the U.S., that that's an Equinox and it has the same degree of quality, right? It has the same shampoos in the shower and the same Heels products, right? And so we're looking at things on the micro level to really create a sense of community. You know, besides just saying it, we're, we're really analyzing the details. Man, I'm next time I'm in Toronto, I know I'm going to work out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> For sure. Come hey, by. So so um, a, a trend that we're seeing uh, here in the States, uh, and I'd say it's been really expediting as we're somewhat 
coming out of the pandemic, even though there's still plenty of concern on COVID right now, is opening up these like world-class amenities at apartment communities to the public and having there be a, a, a fee component to letting the public come participate in your community to create even more of a draw for, for people to know who you are and how you can serve your local community. And as you mentioned, some of these amenities, is that something that you're seeing in, in Canada, opening up your gym or your pool or even your wine bar to, to people to come in and still participate? It, to a certain extent, yes. Um, you know, we're definitely more hospitality driven, right? So we, we tend to look very closely at incredible admired hotels, right? So for example, at our community at College in Spadina in downtown Toronto, um, the lobby is open to the general public. It's an incredible lobby um, with incredible artworks by local artists. Uh, and there's a coffee kiosk um, integrated into the lobby, right? So you can come off the street, you can grab a cappuccino, you can grab, you know, a glass of wine, um, you can have an espresso shot, right? So it's not just closed off um, to the general public. We want to bring in people. We want that lifestyle. We want it to feel like a hotel. Um, and so to a certain degree, absolutely, we're welcoming the public to our buildings. That's cool. That's really progressive. Um I'd love to ship in to or shift into one of the things that we talked about in advance, which was the uh, importance that you all um, approach your residents' healthcare with. And I think one of the partnerships you were excited to talk about was Fitzrovia's relationship with the Cleveland Clinic. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's um, it's an important one for us. So we've partnered with the Cleveland Clinic um, to offer complimentary, world class virtual healthcare to our residents. And residents have access to a designated amenity space in all of our buildings um, where they can receive completely private and confidential health care. Um, and we also have the on-site professional diagnostic uh, medical equipment as well. Another thing that we're doing is we're, we're teaming up with like-minded brands like Greenhouse Juice, which is a local Toronto-based uh, company offering incredible organic beverages. And so our residents get to enjoy cold pressed juices and kombuchas on site at discounted rates. And um, next time you're in Toronto, Mike, we'll uh, we'll have a fiery ginger shot together. The um, the flavors are really good um, and kind of addictive. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Have you? I'm going to tangent really quick because I just need to give you yeah. a compliment, Ryan. Have you ever watched any of the old like keynote presentations of Steve Jobs? For sure, hundred percent. Love them. You have a lot of his language. Like you use a lot of words that really draw me in. Incredible, awesome. It's cool to hear you use a lot of that because I can tell that the way you're approaching uh, your marketing copy and story really comes through today. But it's it's cool to hear it, uh, obviously, in the podcast live. Well, I really appreciate that. That's uh, that's a big compliment. <laughs> I'd love to shift gears into technology. That's my world. Like I think about technology and customer experience every day, all day. And hearing you talk about this incredible stack of amenities and offers in purpose-built rentals, I have to assume that there's a lot going on behind the scenes to make this happen using tech. But how are you all approaching technology to really make this operation come to life? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think we could talk for hours about technology and its relevance and importance in our industry, right? And you know, one thing that I've learned um, 
after being in the industry for many years is, you know, having an effective tech stack is critical to running any successful multifamily platform, right? And, you know, I truly believe that our line of business and work is very nuanced and um, there's a lot of subtle intricacies. And I think at times, while it might, you know, to a certain extent, it may be tempting to use an out-of-industry CRM or PMS, you could end up paying for that in the long run. Um, daily, you know, marketers and operators within multifamily, we're setting up training protocols and SOPs, and we're, we're trying to teach our teams, you know, how to operate such systems. And that requires a huge time investment. And, you know, your organization becomes used to the software you have in place and changing solutions midway through the ball game while doable comes with a set of challenges. And so, you know, the technology you have in place should be visually pleasing. You know, if you're going to expect your frontline employees to adopt it, you know, it has to be beautiful. It has to be intuitive. We spend so much time on apps like Instagram and Lyft, and we enjoy using those apps. And for good reason, right? Like the user experience is, it's flawless, right? And so we need that intuition. We need it to be adoptable by our frontline employees. And so as you begin to scale an operation or as your portfolio expands, user experience becomes just that much more important, right? Perhaps you have a team of five to 10 people and they can master a clunky CRM system, but it's unrealistic, or maybe we're fooling ourselves if we think that, you know, when you get to 300 employees, that you can effectively operate a system that isn't, um, you know, top of market. You know, good technology allows you to easily track analytics, cost per lead, cost per lease. And, you know, since we can measure so precisely, we can be transparent with our site teams and share that data right? Leasing associates can now truly appreciate the real cost of a lead or a tour, right? And they can be expensive at times, especially during, you know, recessions and so on. And then the, the final point I'll make here, Mike, and I know you will agree with me is that, you know, good workflows and good tech stacks, they need to integrate, right? If there's ever a business case for having a resident app or rolling out a new chatbot, um, the question's always going to boil down to whether that system integrates, right? Can it speak to Yardi? Can it speak to Entrada or RealPage, right? These are these are questions that are always asked and for good reason. And so, you know, to wrap it up in a pretty bow, really, you know, the PMS ecosystem is probably the most fundamental pillar of your business. Um, and I truly believe that improvements are always possible. And so at Fitzrovia, we're constantly discussing potential refinements and how those refinements can enhance the rental experience. It's awesome hearing you say that, especially those those last two points. I, I do think that integration um, is now officially table stakes in our in our space, but now it really becomes elevating and redefining and reimagining what an integration can be, because I think we're still just scratching the surface. And that that second piece, you know around the importance of the ecosystem. I think there's still so much we can be doing both on my side, on the technology partner vendor side, as well as your side on the operator side to better 
partner together to make sure that we're maximizing the technology that you have in front of you. Because that's one of the biggest opportunities we still see with our current customers is we're just scratching the surface of getting them to use all of the amazing features and infusing them into their business to drive great value. But I think we're at least getting to a point where we all want to get there together, which is at least helping be on, on the same boat, if that makes sense. For sure, 100%. So kind of the the last thing, I think it dovetails perfectly into tech is measuring success. What does good look like at Fitzrovia? Have, have you spent time thinking about how you define what you're going to focus on and how you measure what's working and what's not? Yeah, for sure. You know, of course, we have robust reporting systems and we track our conversions and we track leasing velocity and retention, resident retention in the conventional sense. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, the single most important data point is direct consumer feedback, right? And, you know, it's it's one thing to take in that consumer feedback. It's another thing to action that consumer feedback uh, to build, physically build better communities. Um, and that's really been the key to our success. And, you know, to know that we're not simply just providing immediate relief to the shortage, you know, in supply here in Canada and to a certain extent in the States, like I know you guys are experiencing a shortage in supply, um, but, you know, also providing our consumers with the desired backdrop for their lives, right? That caters to their aspirations. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. I love that you ended with that point. And I, I think we could probably all agree that the best businesses in the world do a great job of harnessing and incorporating the voice of their customer directly back into their business. Are there any like mechanisms that you've found that have worked at scale, especially as you've grown to better capture the sentiment, feedback, thoughts of residents or even future residents so that you can leverage that to know where you need to improve and also where you can just say status quo, it's clearly working good enough? No, 100%. You know, and I think like, you know, best in class uh, US operators, it's really about having good reputational management, you know, systems in place. And all of them do a really good job, right? And we we utilize it, you know, back to the previous point about integration, um, the reputational management program that we have in place integrates with Yardi, right? So it's back to the fundamentals and the basics, right? Uh, you know, tenant moves in, automatic survey, can we do better? How was your experience? Did you enjoy it, right? Uh, resident events, same thing, right? Get the feedback. Maybe we'll do more of it. Maybe we'll do less of it. Um, you know, post-maintenance survey, right? All of that. Like, we want to data collect at every possible touch point. Um, and then, of course, the dominance of Google reviews, right? Um, as multifamily marketers, you know, we rely so heavily on Google, right, from a search and display perspective. And so it's out there. And so you definitely want to um, capitalize on the feedback, good or bad, right? Um, you know, it's not just about the five stars. It's about the four stars and seeing, you know, what could we have possibly done better um, to make that a five and and winning them over, right? And, and having those conversations, right? So the fact that we have so many platforms in which we can communicate with our residents just makes us stronger and better at what we do. Oh, totally. I love that. Well, Ryan, I'm I'm in Utah, you're in Toronto, uh, from Alaska, so I've definitely spent time driving to and from, which means through Canada quite a bit, but I'm curious uh, if you have any if you have any questions uh, for me before we uh, wrap up today's conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to know what's new and exciting at Rent Dynamics if you can uh, spill or share some of the secret sauce. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll share I'll share two things. I, I don't talk about our product a whole lot on the show, so that's just fun. I've been very focused on our CRM product since joining, and it's really taken off right now. It's been super fun to bring on new customers, but also deliver delivering more value to our current customers. And I think we're we're just scratching the surface right now on AI. We're listening to phone calls, reading emails and reading texts, and in real time telling our customers what happened on those interactions. Are your residents and prospects angry? Are they happy and why? Uh, what amenities are being talked about on your prospect calls so you can incorporate that into your marketing strategy? So we're calling the product voice of customer, but having a ton of fun and really grabbing all of this rich data and making our customers aware of how they can harness it across their organization, not just in the leasing space. So that's been incredibly fun over the past six to 12 months. Amazing. And if you had a crystal ball and could sort of, you know, look into the future 10 years down the road, what do you think is going to be exciting in our industry from a technology perspective? Uh, I think that the the ecosystem is going to continue to grow. I think that uh, there's this really cool visual I look forward to each year called Chief Martech. And it is the year-over-year growth of the marketing technology or MarTech ecosystem. And in the last 10 years, it's grown by 6,000%. And I think we're in the early days in our industry of, of seeing just how big, deep, and wide multifamily technology is going to be able to get with more specialized technologies coming to solve these minute but important problems. I would say that similar to the enterprise, you look at Salesforce and HubSpot, you use these baseline platforms and you bolt on best in breed technology everywhere, relying on integration like you talked about, right? I think we're going to see the exact same thing here in terms of more technology, better integration, and a much more seamless experience for our prospects and our residents. And I think that's going to get faster, less transactional, but also much more seamless. And I think right now the handoffs are still pretty clunky between systems. And I think that's going to be one of the most fun spaces to be in for both of us. A hundred percent. So much growth and so much opportunity on the horizon. Yeah. Well, for anyone who wants to get in touch with you to learn more about purpose-built rentals or why you rebranded and just have have it be Fitzrovia, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with Ryan? You guys can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there. So just Ryan Funt and you'll find me, you'll see my profile picture. So please do reach out. Um, I love talking with, you know, professionals in the industry like you, Mike. So happy to chit chat over a cup of coffee and, and maybe meet up at the next conference. So definitely reach out. Okay. Well, I'm really glad I was able to meet you today and thank you a ton for joining. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. 